0: Hey, everybody, Nissan Moser here, the Traveling Investor. How are you? Another great week, and uh, we're back with the Traveling Investor show. It's live on Facebook and YouTube, so tune in so that you can ask questions and you can feel the vibe and see what's going on. Uh, I want everybody to say hello to Master Yoda here who's standing behind me. He's always over. He's always looking over my shoulder, making sure that I do things and that I don't try to do them, right? Because we all know what Master Yoda loves to say. Do or do not. There is no try. And uh, so this week, well, first of all, before I move on and explain to you what's going on um, this on this week's show, uh, do me a favor. Go to YouTube, check out the Traveling Investor YouTube channel, hit like, subscribe, check out my videos. There's a lot of content in there. Uh, there's a lot of information. Uh, there's there's real hardcore info so that you can go out and be successful in um, real estate, multifamily investing, mindset, goal setting, all that good jazz. So check out my uh, YouTube channel. Uh, it's a great place. Like it, subscribe it so that I can get out there. My word, my name and, and the word can get out there so I can really help a lot of people. You know, my goal is to help a billion people out there and it's going to just be one person at a time. And, uh, uh, and hopefully it, not hopefully, but at one point it's going to start snowballing and the effect is going to increase exponentially and it's going to be phenomenal. So do me a favor, go to YouTube, check out the Traveling Investor page, uh, the channel, like, subscribe, comment, watch those videos, share the videos, uh, tell your friends about it, and uh, hopefully um, we'll be able, not hopefully, but we'll be able to grow and help a billion people live life on their terms. How awesome would that be? How many of you out there would love to live life on your terms rather than some, than your boss telling you when you can and cannot go on vacation or even worse off your paycheck limiting you to what you can do in life. You know, we should all have the ability to Hike the beautiful mountains and swim the rivers and the lakes and the oceans and the beaches, and enjoy life to its fullest, right? Not just the elite or not just the people that uh, were born into it, right? But everybody should have that same opportunity to go out and to live life on your terms. So that's what we're here today. So uh, so YouTube, check me out on Facebook, check me out on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, telegram i think i'm on pinterest as well okay um and all that stuff so let's see here why we didn't go live let's go live on facebook as well it looks like the broadcast was deleted on facebook all right so we're having some issues with facebook right now all right well who knows? Facebook put me in Facebook jail for a couple of days, um, but we're out. And I guess this is part of the after effects of it. Anyway, so uh, go to all the social media channels, like, subscribe, check me out on Facebook. Uh, you can check out the uh, my Facebook groups and so forth. So, this week, what I wanted to talk about um, is a little bit about myself uh, and and talk about the different programs that I'm running because. I really want to help people achieve massive success. Okay, that's what I'm all about. I truly believe that by me helping out a one person, two people, 10 people, 100 people, 1,000, and so forth, and, and going to a billion, I believe that my success will in turn be there, but I'm not worried about my success. I am more focused on helping everyone out getting you to where you want to be. That's my goal. Because if I can help you, first of all, I've done a good deed. I've helped out the world. I've helped out your world, your universe that you live in. I've helped your family out. I've helped you enjoy life. And that is one of the uh, biggest, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That is one of the biggest things that I can do to help me and it sits on my soul and on my and inside it sits well right because I've truly believe it's not about the money yes money is important yes we need money to survive yes we need money to pay our bills and do all that but if we're focusing just on that that's what we're going to focus on for the rest of our lives and that's what our life is going to look like, but if we focus on creating a lifestyle, if we focus on creating, on doing more, on being more, then, um, then our lives are going to be more. Okay. So today I want to talk about a little bit about me. I'm going to touch about my seven dollar perfect money raising system that I put together, about the group coaching, and about my upcoming master course which is starting may 3rd and this is a 6 week program but i'm going to let, let let me start a little bit let me back up a little bit and give you a little intro about me and who i am and why you should come to my master course and why you should join the group coaching and so forth so i'm i'm native american right well not native american <laughs> i'm not a native american indian i was born in the us i was born to an immigrant family that came over to this country with no money in their pockets right my mother herself is a Holocaust survivor uh, my father never graduated the sixth grade but they were they had the idea of coming to America to for a better life for freedom because in America they were told that they can go out and do whatever it is they want and if they focus their time and energy on it and they built their their business and they created a business they would be able to they would be successful. So they came here and they built a business. My father started working for some people. And, you know, he took he took that job and that company and he made it his own. So then that, that's how he worked. And because of that, the owner uh, want, made him a partner in the business. And then when that owner passed away, his wife sold him that business because she believed that he was the right person for it. Because from day one, he treated them And the business as if it was his own family and if it was his own business. And that, you know, just right there, that instills a lot for people. Today, you know, we we have to take that passion and that idea of it doesn't matter where you're working. If you consider that your own and you do your damnedest and your best to succeed, people will take notice. And you will eventually move up the ladder, right? So, I was born into that type of family. You know, uh, my father always told me, "He said, go be an attorney. You know, because attorneys they can do whatever they want. They know the law, and you can get paid by the hour, and you can get a high salary, and so forth." So, after going to, uh, you know, after growing up in Brooklyn, in uh, in a you know not best part of Brooklyn, right? Uh, my neighbors were actually part of the italian mafia and whatnot and i remember as a kid growing up uh we used to sit down for dinner and then we'd hear gunshots outside and i'd walk outside and the tree the big beautiful tree in front of our house had gunshots in it and so forth i had bicycles stolen from our patio my brother's cars would get stolen from out front so we didn't grow up i didn't grow up in a great neighborhood and mind you the house that i grew up in my room was oh maybe a little bit bigger than a walk-in closet Okay. And that was my bedroom. My two other brothers shared one room. And then my oldest brother, they took the basement, the garage, and converted it into a bedroom. So that's how we grew up. Very modest, very, you know, but we grew up where my dad busted his ass building his business. Right. And then we grew up helping him expand that business and do all kinds of amazing things. And so, you know, growing up, my father wanted me to be an attorney. And not only that, but my parents also said, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, be the best. Give your heart and soul into it. You know, and they, and they used to say it doesn't matter if you're going out there and being a garbage collector or, you know, if you're going to be the postman. It doesn't make a difference what you're going to do as long as you are the best. Right? So that was the second thing that they that they instilled in me. And the third thing they instilled in me is it doesn't matter what you do. Make sure that you're able to, at one point in your life, buy a piece of land free and clear so that the bank doesn't own it, you don't owe any money on it, you don't owe anybody anything on that piece of land, and yet you can go out um, and and you can go out and do whatever it is you want on that property and you will be extremely successful. So those were the three main things that that I was brought up with. And I'll tell you, being an attorney didn't happen. When I went to, uh, when I went to uh, college, I went to Pace University. I never graduated Pace because I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And just going through the motions and going to class really didn't interest me because I wasn't learning something that I wanted. The classes, my electives, uh, thanks, David, my electives were the classes and the courses that I wanted to pick. And those were the ones that I excelled at because they were interesting for me. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate that. Yes, USA has the best opportunities. You come in and that's why people are fleeing into this country and no one's actually getting on a boat and going, I'm going to Cuba, I'll see you later, right? Because they don't hold the opportunities that we have in this country. So, you know, going to university, I didn't really like what they were teaching. The The classes, my electives were the ones that I really excelled at, which was uh, speech, Um What else was it? Um, Creative writing, things of that nature that I enjoyed. Philosophy. These were the classes that I really enjoyed and I actually went to. Accounting, math, poli sci, all this bullshit courses that they made us to. Accounting, right? I mean, Jesus, right? I don't need to learn accounting. I I have three CPAs that work for me. I have a CFO. I don't need to know accounting. I need to understand accounting, but I don't need to know i don't even know how to do it i can read a tax return i can read an an income and expense report a balance sheet a gl and if i don't understand something guess what i call my cfo i call my accountant we sit and we do that so that's what happened with me in college and after a while i realized that you know what college is just not for me why bother continuing i got out of college at the age of, and then i started working for lehman brothers downtown when lehman brothers was around in manhattan on on wall street and at the same time, I was working with my brothers. Remember, my father had these businesses. He had clothing stores. My brothers and I, we then converted those clothing stores into high-end fashion clothing. We actually made Soho what Soho is today because in the early 80s, Soho in Manhattan were sweatshops. All those buildings that you see today with all those beautiful boutiques, and whatnot, they were all shut down, boarded up. And in those buildings were sweatshops. So we opened up the first high-end clothing store it was called soho generation and we ran that store and i was part of that my brothers and i we built that store up and it was unbelievable and slowly slowly these other high-end fashion stores started mushrooming and then soho became what soho is today during that time i was going to college and i was also working for lehman brothers i was doing all that and i was always taught that you have to chase after the money. It's all about the money. Chase after the money. Because once you've got the money, you've got everything. Well, at the age of 25, um, my father passed away. Thank God our businesses were doing well. We had bought the buildings that, that our stores were in and a couple of other buildings in in Chelsea and two in Soho and whatnot and those you know and we converted them into loft office spaces and art galleries and so forth it was it was the height of soho 80s and 90s it was awesome then we closed our stores and we leased them to the equivalent of a CVS and other stores and whatnot so they were paying us rent our buildings were occupied we we were we, things were going really well at the time um and and then i realized well you know, thank God. You know, knock on wood, we were financially doing well. I kind of sat back and I said, "Well, what, what, what is life all about?" My father just passed away. I was 25 years old. That threw me for a loop. So I started partying like crazy, going down, drinking every night, partying. You know, women. I mean, you, you would think it was a great lifestyle. You know, for a while it is. But then that hole, that emptiness, continues to grow and grow and grow. And you kind of wonder, is this? All there is in life, is that all there is, is just money and partying and, and endless drinking? And, and what was the meaning of it? So I, I, I spoke with my brothers, and um, I kind of backed out of the business and backed out of the partnership, and uh, and we had some issues. We had a falling out. I moved to Israel, and with this big question mark in my life, like, what is this all about? What are we doing? What, why are we here? It can't just be about money, right? So I sat in a beach in Tel Aviv for a year, watched the sun go up and sun go down. My friend told me that we were going out, that he's going to India. And I said, you know what? I'm coming with you. I have no idea why. I've heard so much about it. I want to go. And that took me on a six or seven year journey around the world. Uh, If you can see my goatee here, um, I had a goatee that just ran down here and it was about, oh, about eight, nine inches long. I had Uh, dreadlocks all the way down to my butt. I started growing my hair long. I was a lot skinnier at that time, traveling. It was amazing. I learned so much about life. I learned so much about the meaning of life, why we're here, what it is to enjoy life, what it is that, who I was, right? I I didn't know who I was. And I I suddenly, in the middle of my journey, I, I looked to the left and I looked to the right and I realized I know who I am now. I know what I want. I know what's going on in my life. I started having that connection to the universe and to Mother Earth and and all these things. And I learned Reiki. I'm a Reiki master for the last 25 years. Um, I'm a, a, a Shiatsu specialist. I'm a Reiki Reiki master, reflexology, Shiatsu. Uh, I studied naturopathic medicine in Israel as well. So I, I really delved and dove into that spiritual world to find meaning. To, or or to well, I let me rephrase that. I didn't dive into it to find meaning. I dove into it because it was brought to me and it felt right and it felt good. So I incorporated that and I started learning it and I mastered it and I went out and started doing treatments and healing sessions all around the world. A uh, gentleman in Vermont who was a huge stockbroker and he went and bought this little village in in Vermont, he called me and he got a hold of me through friends and people and this and that, blah, blah blah. And he said, you know, I'd like for you to come visit. I want to open up a spa, and I want you to be the master, the guru on top. I took my wife and kid. We went there. We looked at it. It wasn't for me. I had many offers like that. I had an offer like that in Portugal, where some of the richest families in Portugal that I was doing Reiki and massage therapy for, they wanted to open up a spa and have me run the spa. I wasn't ready for that. That wasn't my calling. And I continued my journey. So I found out who I was and what I wanted. And then... You know, after my journey, um, well, during my journey, I met my wife, and we settled back in Israel, and then I opened up the first raw vegan restaurant in Israel, and then I got into a car accident, and I closed it, and then trying to figure out what we were doing, and we said, you know what, let's move back to the States, this was like in 07, the crash happened, I said, maybe we go, you know, let's get back into real estate. Right. Because I was doing real estate while I was in New York as well. You know, with my brothers, we opened up a renovation restoration company that we were renovating and restoring old houses, apartments, buildings, uh, homes, all that kind in New York. Uh, And we went back, we came back and I said, not New York and not California. If anybody's listening from New York or California. But we decided to come to Florida because it was tropical. It was wonderful. It was just a great lifestyle for to raise our kids, beaches. We loved it. So we came in 2009, and I started flipping houses. I didn't know anything, right? I rem- remember I left New York in 1997, and I'm coming back in 2009, right? That's a long time. So that was about 12 years I'd been out of the country. My network dissolved. Uh, people that I knew, everything, my business connections, nothing. Here I am in Florida, bought a house in East Boca on the water. I got a mortgage to pay. I'm a hippie with five feet of dreadlocks in the back of my head. I got two kids, starting one in in Montessori private school. It's like, I got to figure things out, right? Now my kids are going into school. I got the next 15 years. I got to be in one place. Let's make the best of it. Started flipping houses. Started learning the neighborhood. I didn't know anybody. I had to. I was going out networking like a networking fiend. I met some mentors. They told me go and, and go to two networking events a week, get business cards. I did that. That didn't pan out. Um, I started learning on on you know uh, doing deals and and flipping houses. I was talking to everybody I knew about what I was doing and so forth. And that's how I started in the last decade of my real estate career. I didn't have a choice. I wasn't a college graduate. I didn't have some back, you know, didn't work for an accounting firm or an engineering firm or architectural firm or whatever. I didn't create a business for the last 20 years. I was out bouncing around the world, living life, enjoying things, get, you know, falling in love, getting my heart broken, meeting my wife. It was, it was just a whirlwind of, of experiences that brought me to where I am today. And that's why I call myself the traveling investor, because I love to travel. I think every one of us should travel. I love investing. Every one of us should invest, figure out what niche we want to invest in and start investing, because that's how you create passive income. And that passive income will let you live life on your terms. Okay. I met some mentors. They taught me things. It took me a long time to reach success. Because of where I started I was watching other people around me My peers and my colleagues And they were hitting success right out of the gate And I was banging my head going Why? I know I have what it takes I may not be the smartest tool in the toolbox Right? I may not be the brightest penny in the penny jar But I know there's something in me That is destined for greatness I just have to figure out how to do it There's nothing else I can fall back on And I had to do it. Those two little girls and my wife were depending on me for an awesome life. And I had to do it. So I sat and I scoured the internet and I learned and I got in my car from Miami to Jupiter and I drove neighborhoods and I learned and I made mistakes and I figured things out on my own. I learned how to raise capital from trial and error. What are people looking for? What do they need? Hey, just going out and asking somebody, hey, look, I've got this great property. You know, it's a flip. You wanna invest $30,000 and help me out with that. That didn't work. Hey, I've got a multifamily property. Under contract. I need some investors. You want to come in? That didn't work. I've lost a lot of deals because I didn't know how to raise capital until I figured it out. And I was, and I I mean, you can look at my library. My wife keeps telling me, she goes, Why do you have so many books? Get rid of these books. I said, No, honey, this is my past. This is how I became who I am today from reading all these books. And in these books, I make notes. And every time I pick up another book and I flip through it and I see a note and I say, oh, yeah, wow, look at that. Isn't that awesome? I listen to other people. I watch what other people are doing and I copy them. And not word for word, but I copy their systems. I copy their energy. I copy what they're doing and how they're doing it. Right. Russell Brunson. Um, uh, who else? Tony Robbins, all these other people that are out there killing it. I'm watching them and I'm incorporating the best of what they do into me and my systems. And this is how I've gone. I've come here, right? My first multifamily deal was a 27 unit property in Leesburg, Florida. And I flipped that. My partner and I, we flipped that. We made $70,000. Thank God we had our coach and mentor because the day that our money went hard, we found out that the subsidy, the 100% subsidy that was coming to the property would disappear and there was no income for that property. So the property value was worth zero and we were freaking out. But thank God we had a strong coach that helped us through it, right? And and throughout our, our investing career, I've had mentors and coaches that really helped us. And thanks to them, we achieved the success that we have today and continuing to achieve success. And it's thanks to them. Yes, we did the work, but thanks to them that they were on our side, that they were able to tweak everything that we did. And that's why it's so important to have a coach, Michael Jordan. I love Michael Jordan. You know why I love Michael Jordan? Because his coach in high school told him he would never get anywhere. He didn't listen. He didn't listen. He said, nah. You're full of it. I'm going to go and I'm going to do what I want. And I'm going to be the best. Right. And there's a Nike commercial with Michael Jordan years ago. It shows him. It's in black and white. It shows him in a, in a limousine and he's pulling up to a game and you hear the, in the background, the narrative, right? He goes, I missed 30,000 free throws. I fouled out 9,000 times. I, you know, uh, did you know i i, I missed 10,000 three point shots i did i missed 12,000 layups that's why i'm michael jordan because he wasn't afraid to go out there and make mistakes and make errors and 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 even if he missed a shot it doesn't make a difference that was them now i'm going to learn from i'm going to make the next five shots watch but what was awesome about him is that he had an amazing Coach, Phil Jackson, was the coach that took the Chicago Bulls to all of their championship games. They had an awesome team. Phil Jackson put together the Chicago Bulls, and that team, team of people with an awesome coach hit what? What was it? Five, six championships, one right after the other that's how important having an awesome coach is all right so that's a little bit about my backstory. now because of because i've had mentors throughout my life because i've had coaches and more mentors and people telling me what to do you know one of my first mentors he told me he said something he said find someone who has what you want do what they did and you'll get what they got and that's why, ever since then, I've always been looking to find people that have what I want. At first, it was, oh, that guy's got a Rolls Royce. I want that Rolls Royce. Ooh, check out that watch. I want his watch. Oh, check out those shoes. I want those shoes. Wow, check out those cars. Check out the house. Check out the... mm That wasn't... That's not what he meant. He meant find someone who has the lifestyle. Who's got the the glow, the passion, the desire, the the drive to be successful? Go out and do what they did. Go out, find, find out why they have that drive, where that drive comes from, what is their why, what is their passion, what is their desire, what systems do they have, right? What lifestyle? How are they passionate? Are they always smiling and positive? Be them, copy them, right? If they wake up in the morning and they do breathing exercises for 20 minutes, well, then do breathing exercises. Find the ones that work out for you, that work well for you. So because I've had awesome coaches and mentors and because I've had bad coaches and mentors as well, and I've reached success, it's now my turn to give back. And I truly want to give back. Now, a lot of people, you know, I had somebody on my Facebook, one of my Facebook posts, he goes, what's the catch? Okay, we all have a catch for doing what we're doing. Right. So my catch is I want to help you succeed. I want to give you the tools so that you can go out and be successful. But what's the catch? The catch is once you have those tools, I want you to come back and I want to be your coach. I want to be your mentor. I want to help you achieve success because that will help me achieve my success. I'm not going to focus on my success. I'm focusing on your success. Because I know that if I focus on your success and your success is going to be boundless and limitless, I'm okay. Because when I traveled, I learned a couple of things. I learned a couple of things that I learned. The, the things that I learned were what goes around comes around, right? We all know we hear that about karma, right? And we always say, oh, karma's a bitch. Well, you know what? That's the negative side of karma. Karma is a lovely, lovely woman. She is awesome. Karma means that whatever you put out comes back to you tenfold. I'm And I've learned that in my life. I've learned that while traveling, right? I've also learned that everything is, is energy. Whatever we do, whatever we put out is energy. Our thoughts are energy. Whatever we think will come true because that's how the universe works. And I learned that from my travels as well. I learned that Whatever I think, whatever I put out into the universe, if I'm worried, if I'm scared, if I'm happy, if I'm sad, if I'm excited, I'm going to get that back. And I learned that through my travels. I learned that through my journey, that when I, was, when I would put out good, good comes back to me. So I'm, I'm a beacon of goodness. I want to help as many people as I can, not for me, but for you. It may sound too altruistic. I can understand that. But yes, again, there is a catch because that catch is I want you to come work with me. However, if we don't align, I'm not going to make you my mentee just to take your money. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm not the person for you. Maybe somebody else is because I want to truly help you. That's my goal. Okay, And with that, I put together my different systems and, 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 and programs that I have. And right now, I'm, I'm pushing my $7 perfect money-raising system. Right. And remember, I went out there and I started networking. I was going to two networking events a week, probably even more. I I would send my wife out to network for me and bring back business cards and so forth. And I realized that that wasn't working. I realized the way I was talking to people, you know, we all hear about this elevator pitch, right? You got to create an elevator pitch. So my elevator pitch was, so what do you do? Oh, you know, I'm in real estate. Oh, you're a broker. Hmm. That didn't work. Oh, I'm in real estate. Oh, well, what do you do in real estate? Are you a broker? No, I'm not a broker. I raise capital. People would, they they would just, you know, shine over. So now my elevator pitch is, hey, Nita, what do you do? Oh, I help people create passive income so that they can go and live life on their terms. That sounds a lot better. That sounds a lot better. Because, and it's true, when I'm talking to investors and they invest in our properties, I'm helping them create passive income. If The more passive income I can help them create, the less time they have to spend at their job, they can now live life on their terms. They can go and buy their children nicer clothes and more toys and, you know, do better things and travel more and experience more and have a better lifestyle and not worry about the finances, not worry about where you're going to get that money to pay for your bills, right? So that that $7 perfect money-raising system, it's together. I put it together. You're going to learn how to create an avatar so you can be really specific on who you're targeting. Because I've learned that if I just blast out my marketing, no one's going to come to it. But if I'm talking to you specifically to you, and let's say you're an engineer and you're 35, 40 years old and you've got two kids and you love being a philanthropist, but you know that if you stop working, your income stops and you need to invest and you need to do this, but you're But you're too busy working and you want to free up some time. Now I'm targeting you in my advertising. Everybody else is going to fall in place because they're going to say, oh, wait, I want that lifestyle too. But I'm targeting you. So in that $7 perfect money raising system, we talk about your avatar. We talk about how to put together a presentation. We talk about how to approach people so that you can get them to invest in your deals without ever asking for it. Right. So it's all in there. Now you can go and you can take that $7 money raising system and you can work it on your own and you can trial and error and try to perfect it on your own. Go for it. I encourage everybody, and it's only $7. And I even have a 30 day money back guarantee that if you're not utterly satisfied, email us and we'll send you the $7 back because it's not about the $7. It's about you getting that information as quickly as possible and you doing something with it and the reason why i'm charging seven dollars is because free has no value nothing now the reason why i'm charging seven dollars is because i want you to invest a little bit of your money a little bit right what starbucks coffee and a and a croissant who cares right But it's you're investing, you're putting your money in your pot, your hand in your pocket, and you're coming out with $7 and you're investing in it. So you're going to take the time to sit down and to go over it and to listen to it and to run it and to try to figure it out. So that's a $7 money raising system. Now, after that, I'm also got my group coaching calls. This is where we get together every Friday. It's happening tomorrow at 2 o'clock Eastern. Every Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. doesn't matter if I'm in Georgia. It doesn't matter if I'm in South Carolina. It doesn't matter if I'm traveling the world. Every Friday, 7 at 2 p.m. Eastern, we get on the call and I answer questions. You come on and you ask me questions and we talk about it. People email me questions during the week and we go about talking about it. So now if you're don't know what you need to ask, you can hear other questions from other people and you can learn from that. Again, coaching. It's all about the coaching. And it's only $36 a month. That's $4. That's $9 a week. $9 a week. If you get a nugget that takes your business to the next level and you're making money, how awesome is that? I want to give you an example. I've got this guy. He's a coaching client of mine. Um, He came to my mastermind. um, And we sat there for two days and we masterminded and we talked and we talked about business and we talked about personal lives and this and that. And he had a blockage that he, in his head, he tried real estate before. He wasn't successful. He borrowed money from friends and family, owed them money. You know, he lost money on that deal and he never went back and he never tried to do anything again. We talked to him about in the mastermind. we reworked his mind frame, right? Kind of brainwashed him. He went back home, found a hard money lender, found a private lender. He bought a triplex without any of his own money. He renovated it. COVID hit. He still kept it occupied and, and cash flowing. He just recently sold it. His profit, he was able to take that money and pay off everybody that he owed money to and pay off all of his credit card bills. How many of us would like to have that experience? How many of you would like to go and do one deal and be able to pay off all of your credit card bills? How awesome would that make you feel? That heaviness, that weight on your shoulders would come off And this is what coaching can do for you. So my coaching calls, man, it's between 30 to 45 minutes, an hour, however long it goes, however long that back and forth happens, that's how long the calls go for, right? It's $36 a month, $9 a week, and you can make millions off of the information. The $7 perfect money-raising system, you take that, and if you ask for your money back, guess what? That system that you're gonna have, that I put together, You keep it. It's yours. And you can go out there and you can make millions of dollars doing what I do on a daily basis. The last one, uh, two, three, four, five, the last six deals I did, I did without any of my own money. I brought in other investors from networking and talking to them, right? Ooh, what's going on here? Uh uh-huh sorry about that so so my so it's it's coaching it's all about the coaching so nine dollars a week can make you millions of dollars what's stopping you is it the nine dollars a week if it's the nine dollars or the seven dollars then you're not ready to be successful i'm sorry it's just that simple. If the $7 is stopping you, if the $36 a month, and it's and it's a rolling monthly subscription, so you can cancel at any time. But group coaching, come, join the group, join the, join the circle. You know, they say if you hang out with five millionaires, you're going to be the sixth millionaire. If you hang out with five junkies, you're going to be the sixth junkie. Who are you hanging around with? These group coaching calls are to get us to hang around with each other. And I'm also creating a mastermind that we're going to do in my glamping resort and outside of Charlotte, North Carolina and Lake Wiley. We've got tiny little homes that we can stay at and we'll have a long weekend mastermind together will there'll be activities. Imagine you coming in and hanging out with people that are excited, motivated, have passion, desire, have a strong why, and you're feeding off of that energy. Imagine what you could do with that. So that's my group coaching. And on May 3rd, I'm starting my six-week master course, master class. And this is going to take you step by step on how to buy apartment complexes from finding the right market, finding the brokers, finding, analyzing the deals, talking to the brokers, um, finding the right neighborhood analyzing the deals, putting in offers, what the closing is going to look like, how to manage the manager, how to get rid of negative limiting beliefs and replacing them with positive expanding beliefs. Six weeks. And you know how much that's? That's only $97. $97. And you're going to get six weeks worth of information that could make you millions. I've spent over $100,000 on that education process. And I'm only asking $97. What's the catch? Catch is I want to make you part of my inner circle. I want you to come in and and, and make me your coach and mentor. That's it. I want you to be successful. All right? Um, All right. So if anybody has any questions about anything, um, about what I talked about, uh, uh, if you have, great, type them in. If not, I've got a couple of questions here that... um, that uh, came through. So what kind of investment property financing should I use for buying a multifamily property? Um, so financing, right? Anyth- you, you, there's there's two buckets of financing, right? One is if, you're, if your loan value is under a million dollars, and then if your loan value is above a million dollars, right? Uh, you would want to go, you, you have your institutional lenders. You have your Fannie, your Freddie. Right then, you have all these other lenders that actually lend off of their balance sheet. They're the actual lender. There are hard money lenders, right? Sometimes if you buy a a, a multifamily or an investment property and it's not stabilized, it's it's you know maybe seventy percent occupied, right? You would have to go in with what's called bridge financing. Bridge financing bridges the gap, right? Takes you from from you know helps you to close on the property it's a short-term loan maybe one to two years it's a little higher interest rate but they give you money for your um, mortgage payments in there it's called an interest reserve Uh, they'll give you money for your renovation budget right all that jazz Um, how can we sign up for everything we're talking about that's a great question i'm going to have my assistant um, put up the link or the email so that you guys can go in and um, sign up with everything that you want. Uh, so that's a great question. Thank you Caesar. And by the way, if you're all looking Caesar's the guy that had the triplex that came to the mastermind and now he is just living life because he paid off all his all the people that he owed money to. He paid his his credit cards and he's just rocking and rolling and and I'm super happy for him. So Fantastic. So here's the email. You can email us at success at traveling investor.com. Email us and we'll send you the link to everything. Um, So, bridge financing can help you get in if your property is not stabilized. And then you can go and you can find uh, mortgage brokers and they will help you get financing for that. Okay. How do I know that I'm ready to buy a multifamily home? That's a great question. How do you know? Well, huh. Are you tired of building somebody's empire? Are you tired of that nine to five job? Are you tired of just going in and just, you know, doing the motions, right? Are you looking for something that will create passive income for you? Do you understand that everybody always needs a place to live? Everybody. Good times, bad times, right? And if you underwrite and you buy conservatively enough, you can, you can, outrun any downturn and real estate always appreciates it always goes up in value right um i had a single family home that i just sold and i'm doing a 1031 i bought that property for $112,000. it was a two-bedroom two-bath home i renovated it put a renter in there for 1800 bucks a month I had only one tenant in there the entire time they were awesome i just sold the, the house to them For 265, I doubled in five years. My money more than doubled. So now I'm taking that money and I'm rolling it into a sixplex, a six unit that's going to give me on actual numbers an 11.7% return. And then once we jack those rents up, it's going to be above 13% return. Cash on cash from the cash flow. How awesome is that? And I don't have to pay capital gains on that profit that I made because I'm doing a 1031 exchange. So we'll hold that property for a couple of years, bring the value up on that, sell that, buy a 1020 unit property with that money and not pay on the capital gains tax. And then the beautiful thing is I can then go. And when the value of the property increases, I can refinance, pull some of my money back out tax free, and then go buy another property. That's the beauty of real estate. So that's how you know if you're ready to buy a multifamily home, if you're tired of the same day-to-day monotonous job, if you're tired of building somebody else's dreams, you want to start building your dreams, you want to create a lifestyle for you and your family, and you want to build something that you can actually leave to your next generation, okay? That's how you know if you want to get into multifamily. Great questions. The property I'm looking at is four units. Should I take care of the rental property myself or hire a management company? That's great. I always say, try to make sure that you can have a property management company between you and your residents because you don't want to be sitting there Thanksgiving dinner and having your resident call you, hey, my uh, you know, I was cooking a turkey in the oven and the thing caught fire. Or I was frying a turkey in the living room, and uh, the whole building caught on fire. Or um, uh, my uncle Fred came, and he stuffed up my toilet. You know, after having Thanksgiving dinner, you don't want to get those calls. You want the property management company to get those calls. However, if you're underwriting your numbers, if you're analyzing your numbers, and you're putting in a management fee, and it doesn't work, well then. Don't have that management in there. What I would suggest doing is maybe in one of those four-unit apartments, have a handyman, a maintenance person living there, right? You can give them a discount on rent, but tell them, hey, you know what? You'll be the maintenance guy on call, right? Um, And then you get all the tenants set up on, on paying you online, either through PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, whatever it is. And any issues they have, they can just call the maintenance guy who's living downstairs or upstairs. So that's one way of doing it, okay? But you always want to figure out how to have some sort of buffer between you and your residence. What are some common mistakes to avoid when I'm looking for a multifamily home? Okay, great question. Mistakes. First mistake, do not fall in love with the property. Get emotions out of it. Uh, I'm a big uh, sci-fi fan, so I love Star Trek and Star Wars and all that stuff. So, you know, we have to be like Spock from Star Trek. Logical. No emotions. Oh, it's such a beautiful property. Look at the flowers. I love the way the window shades accentuate the window and the color of the property. And look, it's such a nice Uh Uh-uh. You fall in love with the numbers, not the property. Okay. Another one another uh, common mistake is that people will make the numbers work for them even if the numbers don't work because they love the property so much or they they've been at this for a year and they haven't closed on anything yet and they're anxious to say well you know what what if we what if we just say you know what we're going to have a, a a part-time maintenance person and a part-time property manager to cut back on payroll so that the returns will be higher Okay. Or, you know, well, they had, you know, they underwrote with, or or the actual numbers came in and the financials and they had $5,000 a year for marketing. We're going to cut that to 2000 so that we can have more money. Uh, we don't have to spend so much money. That could be a mistake. You got to ask why are they spending $5,000 on marketing? Why is payroll so high? If we cut those back, are we going to suffer? Right? Um, so you know a lot of and and that's a common mistake. People become aggressive, thinking that well you know what we're just going to push our numbers to and do whatever we want. Another common mistake is not going out and finding comparables, rental comparables and sales comparables, to to suit your property, right? People say oh yeah you know what Pfft, rents are five hundred we can raise them to eight hundred no problem. How do you know? Do you have proof in the neighborhood that you can? right uh, i was up now i i drove i was uh, we went for a road trip we left friday we went to north carolina we went to jacksonville and we went to georgia we were surprising our property managers right on surprise visits and then we were also looking for properties right um so we drove the comps and we found out for the sixplex that they're renting now at 900 to 995 we can take those rents to 1200 I mean, we're going to have to do some upgrades but we did that. Now we're not going to underwrite and go, wow, twelve hundred dollars. And yes, we can do it. And that's what we're looking at. We're basing our offer on actual numbers. And that's another common mistake is that people will base their offers on what the broker is telling them and you know what, what pro forma numbers should be. Always base your numbers, always base your your judgments and what you're doing on actual numbers. When you're talking to brokers and they say, well, pro forma, pro forma income is X, Y, and Z, but I don't care about pro forma numbers. You have your pro forma, you have your numbers that you're projecting. I'm gonna project it my way. I want to see what is happening now on the property because that's what you're going to inherit. You're going to inherit the numbers, the expenses, the income, and the problems of that property. So you want to know all of that, okay? Uh, What is the best way to screen a new tenant? Okay. Um, The best way for you to screen a new tenant is by finding a company that does background checks, right? And you want to do your due diligence on those companies, right? Uh, You want a criminal record. You want eviction history. You want a sexual predator, right? A a sexual offender. You want to check their credit scores. You want to check their past employment and their current employment. So you want to have this company that you're going to hire do all of these background checks for the tenant, right? And then you want to speak to the tenant. You want to possibly look them eye to eye, see how they are, all that. So you want to make sure that their credit score is up there. You want to make sure that they're making at least three times the rent. You want to make sure that there's no evictions, no late payments on utilities, no criminal record, you know, things of that nature. Okay. That's the best way to do it. Um, What are important questions for me to ask when I meet the listing broker? Okay. Great question. Um, So listing broker, how long has the property been on the market? Why are they selling? What's the upside to the property? Now, when you ask this question and the broker goes, oh, very simple. All you got to do is, uh, is uh, renovate the insides and then push the market rents $150, $200. Okay. So then my follow-up question to that is, if it's so easy, how come the current owners aren't doing that? And you hear what they say. You ask the situation, what's the story behind the property? Who owns it? Do they have debt on it? What are they looking to get out of this, okay? Have you shopped the property around to anybody else or is this an off-market deal, right? Um, When you're meeting the listing broker at the property, you want to build a relationship with them as well. Right, this is a relationship business. So you want to ask them, you know, how long you've been in the business, what got you into it, what did you do before, have you been living here for many years, where did you come from, why did you decide to move here, where are some of the best neighborhoods uh, for us to to look at, right? What's what part of the market cycle is this neighborhood city in? Okay, these are some questions to ask the listing broker. Why are they selling the property? What's the story behind it? Okay. Um, Can you show me other properties that are similar to this? Okay. Great questions. Let's see what else. Uh, I'm looking at a property in a neighboring state. How do I go about understanding the local economic trends to know if it is a good investment? Ah, okay. So now the best way to do that again is call up some uh, brokers, ask them what's going on in the area things of that nature. You also want to get in touch with the chamber of commerce and the economic development committee. Okay. The economic development committee and the chamber of commerce, they deal with businesses, right? Obviously through the title, right? The chamber of commerce, they deal with all the businesses that are in the neighborhood. So you can call them up and you can say, hi, I'm looking to buy an apartment complex in the area. And I I was wondering if you can help me understand what's going on in the city. And you know, what are some of the better areas to invest in, what are some of the areas that are up and coming, right? That's what you want to ask. You know, how is the local government, the mayor, the city council members, are they keen on job growth? You know, what kind of jobs are being created? Are there new companies coming in? Okay, so that's what you want to ask the Economic Development Committee as well. What's going on? How many companies are coming in? How many jobs are being created in this city in this neighborhood? Where's the path of progress? You can also call the city, call city hall, ask ask them for you know how many permits have been pulled for new construction of multifamily, new construction of residential. Call up some residential brokers. Ask them, hey, what are some of the hot neighborhoods in the area? How much are homes selling for? How many families are being created? And how many families are moving to town? What kind of amenities, does the city have to offer families and millennials and and things of that nature? Okay, it's very important to know. Okay, extremely important uh, because with the with the increase of amenities, you're going to have more families moving in. More families meaning more service oriented jobs to help service them, right? Laundromats, libraries, uh, coffee shops, bars, restaurants, uh, tutoring. Right. For kids, schools, clothing stores, you know, all these things, playgrounds, basketball courts, tennis courts, baseball courts, right? All these things, right? So this is important to know and to find out, right? Where's the crime rate? Um, You can call the city, ask them for the permits, how many permits were pulled, how many permits have been commenced on, right? Started. Uh, You can also ask them for the Uh, city master plan. You may have to pay a couple of dollars for it, but they'll email you the master plan of the city, and that shows you where construction is happening, where things are moving, and what general direction, and so forth. That's how you get to know what's going on in that neighborhood. And also take a drive, right? If you have to fly into a neighborhood or you drive there, drive, man. The best thing to do is put your eyes on the situation, and you can see what's the best neighborhood. And that's why I got in my car with, Uh, my wife and my partners. And we drove because we wanted to put eyeballs on the different areas and really understand what market or what neighborhood is where we want to be. And now we know exactly where we want to be and what's happening, where the new up and coming areas are. Okay. So we have a a few more minutes. So I just want to go back and just, you know, share with you a little bit again about my story. You know, Um, I came from humble beginnings. I came from a place where we were told to do our best, be our best. doesn't matter what you do, right? Buy a piece of land, free and clear. It's yours forever. You can do with it whatever you want. You'll be the richest person on the planet because you own it free and clear. Nobody can take it away from you. Uh, And then, you know, another thing that my, that my parents taught me was that there's two types of people in this world those that pay rent and those that collect. And son, you always want to collect. Um, and I've put together the systems, the $7 perfect money-raising system because I want you to have it and I want you to go out and be successful. How awesome is it if we can all be successful and then go hang out together on an island and drink some foo-foo drinks and enjoy ourselves, right? Um, and, and be there together. And enjoy each other's time and not worry about it. Um, so that's what I'm all about. The group coaching, man, it's $36 a month. I make these affordable for people so that you can come in and you can get the value for it, right? Um, my up and coming master, uh, master class, six weeks, $97. In that first class, you're going to get money. You're going to get information that's going to make you tons of money. All you have to do it is implement. Now, 97% of you are going to maybe pay the $7, maybe come to a group coaching session or two. And, you know, you may pay for the $97 masterclass and show up for a couple of weeks, but 97% of you not going to do it. I already know. I already know because that's what it takes. It takes 3% of the population to go out and do it. That's why there aren't that many successful rich people out there. So my question to you is, are you A wanderer, as Zig Ziglar put it, are you a wandering generality or a meaningful specific? Are you going to go out there and take charge of your life? Are you going to go out there and say, you know what, I don't have a choice. There's nothing else I can do. There's nothing else for me to do out there. This is it. And all I can do is be successful. Which one are you? You're going to be that meaningful specific that gives life to your meaning and goes out and does and and build your life and build your system? Or are you going to be out there sitting on the sidelines watching the world go by and going, oh, I wish, you know, I was dealt a bad hand and, you know, shit, I grew up in a shitty neighborhood and, oh, whoa, always me. 97% of you, that's what you're going to do. 3% of you are going to take it and you're going to run with it. And out of that 3%, only one of you is going to be extremely and immensely successful. But you know what? If you don't get off your ass and you don't take massive action today, tomorrow you're going to wake up in the same space, in the same place that you were, and you're going to complain how nothing has changed for you. The only person that can make a change is you. I could sit here and talk about this and shove this down your throat every single day. What is it going to take for you to get up and to say yes, I want to make a change. I'm making that change. I'm becoming that change. I am now changing. What's it going to take? I'm going to leave you with that. It's up to you. It's not up to me. I've already gotten on that train and I'm heading down that direction and I've lived in life and I'm enjoying myself and it's fantastic. What are you going to do? I'm Nitsan Mosery, the traveling investor. I hope to see you on my group coaching. I hope to see you in the master class. And if not, I will see you from the top. I'm Nitsan Mosery, The Traveling Investor. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel, somewhere on Spaceship Earth. Be well.